The In Demand Podcast. This is In Demand. I'm Alex James. It's Monday night. Not just any Monday. We've got a brand new Little Mix song today as well. It's this week's In Demand Record of the Week. And Perry is here to introduce it. Hi. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm really, really well. How's today been? I bet you've just been a ball of excitement all day, haven't you? Yeah, it's been really weird. Like, obviously, because wings and all that kind of thing. But now it's another one. It's just it's happening all over again. (laughs) But it's so exciting. And the feedback and... Like, everyone's support and stuff on Twitter has just been incredible, so it's really good. It's an awesome song, and I think probably in the same way that that Wings surprised people, this is going to surprise people again, isn't it? I hope so. That was the intention, so hopefully it is. (laughs) And it goes in so many different directions, and it's a bit electro, but a bit slower, and then there's that massive, like, choir bit in it as well. It blew my mind the first time I heard it, I tell you. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Have you done the video for DNA yet? Yes, we have. Can you give us any little teasers about what's gonna be what it's gonna be like? Um, well, I'm not giving too much away because it's yeah. a surprise. But I think it's a different side to Little Mix. It's a bit darker. It's a bit more mature. So yes, it's different from Wings, but I think it's good for the fans and it keeps them excited. So. Did you uh, get the chance to go anywhere glamorous to make it or not? <laughs> not really, not really. But it was glamorous enough for us. We're just thankful to be shooting a video anyway, so it was good. Have you uh, put a uh, X Factor performance in your diary yet, by any chance? Well, I don't know if it's confirmed yet or anything, but we'll we'll have to see. It'd be amazing to go back and be able to perform on that stage. It I was. think it will bring back a lot of memories. Uh, did you watch any of Judge's Houses this weekend? Yes, I did. Oh my gosh, James just blows my mind. Just ridiculous. He's so talented. He's proper soulful, isn't he? I know, and he's got so much emotion and everything. He's just, he's he's really cool. And it's good to see, actually, for for your benefit a little bit as well, uh, that Louis, in charge of the groups, hasn't put any girl groups through. I like that. Yeah, I'm I'm not going to say I like it. I don't know. We hope that there'll be more girl groups, obviously, like... Just because we broke the curse and stuff, I think it would be nice to see more girl groups, but maybe it's next year there might be a lot more. I think once you've proved that it works and you're a massive success, then everyone will just be trying to do yeah. a bit of it, won't they? Just using us as trial and error. Uh, yeah. We'll see how Little Mix do. If they flop, we'll give it a miss. I don't yeah. think there's any error involved in Little Mix whatsoever. You're absolutely smashing everything you do. It's good oh, stuff. Thank um, you. It's the in-demand record of the week this week. Perry, can you introduce it for the first time? Hi, I'm Perry from Little Mix, and this is our brand new single, DNA. Tonight, Mumford and Sons, In Demand. This is In Demand. I'm Alex James tonight with Marcus and Ted from Mumford and Sons. Hello, son. Hello. Hello, Hello again. Hello. How was the summer for Mumford and Sons? Busy. Long. long. It was a long summer. It started in, like, May and just ended. <laughs> well, I'm going to say we had the worst weather ever, but I'm guessing you've been jet-setting various places. We, well, yeah, we, we were in Europe for the first sort of bit. And then we just got back from America. But in Europe, we saw some very interesting weather. The most interesting being? Perhaps Poland, where oh, our yeah. gig was very nearly pulled pulled off, like in the, at the last minute, all our gear got soaking away. I'd never seen rain like it in my life. It was quite dramatic. But you managed to make it to the stage and it went... Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, we got there. A we little bit late, bit, but we yeah. got there. The show must go on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> album number two, then. Is this proper difficult second album, as they call it, or is it a no-brainer for the boys? <laughs> <laughs> good question. Really good question. Don't quite, don't quite know if I know the answer, actually. I think it'll be easier to know with hindsight, because we'd only done one. You know, we're still such a young band. Um, I think that's one of the things that makes it difficult, because I was just thinking about when we first went back to... Well, when we started recording the sound, we went to East Coast Studios, which is where we made the first one. And I think maybe the pitfall 
with a lot of second records is, is purely the fact you've only ever made one. And certainly when we went back to East Coast, I think we were expecting it to be just like the first one, when obviously no two records are ever made in the same way. So we learned that pretty quickly. And after that, it was certainly... Yeah. And then about halfway through the process, we sort of said, oh, well, screw it, you know, like, let's just do it. Let's just record what we want to do and, and forget about that second album thing. And we got some confidence, and especially in, towards the second half of recording it. And really this year, 2012, was the year where we kind of were like, right, let's just do this. And, so, and and injected a bit of boldness to it, which I think it really needed mm -hmm. for us. Were there nerves at the beginning? <clears throat> there were oh, nerves. We were just going around in circles a little bit with things and figuring out what we wanted to do and being like diplomatic about things. And then got to the point where it was like, let's just do this. Let's just let's just turn it up and play. <laughs> and that's basically what we did, and it was good. But does the pressure increase not only from sort of the success of the first album from that perspective, but also because you bagged a Brit Award, so the kind of the attention is, is on you a little bit more? I don't think we this. mentioned or thought about the Brits once while we were making this. That was a bizarre process mm. and a bizarre thing that it felt like a thing that happened to us rather than a thing that we earned and worked towards or even really had as an ambition. It just happened to us, which was a happy accident, but we didn't once talk about it, really. I don't think that stuff is... I mean, it's really important, you know, and we we don't sort of you know discredit it at all. But it's got very little to do with the creative process, really. Mm. You know, like writing songs and winning awards are pretty arbitrary, really. Like, there's they haven't got a lot to do with each other. I don't think. You just enjoy the party afterwards. That's it. <laughs> yeah, we had a nice little party. <laughs> <laughs> uh, more to talk about, Marcus. Can you introduce the brand new single for us? Oh yeah, this is our song. I will wait. This is in demand. This is in demand. I'm Alex James with Mumford and Sons. I will wait. Kind of sums it up because we've had to wait a while Sorry. for the album. And and as a massive fan, I'm pretty pleased that you've not changed the rules that much. Yeah, well, there are parameters within which we work, like whether it be the fact we don't have a drummer, or uh, I suppose the biggest sort of um, limitation in a way. That's still very much the same for the band. I think the writing's evolved a little bit. I think we pushed each other a bit more on this one. I think we, um, some of the parts are definitely musically developed. And yeah, we also sort of went for the contrasts a bit more as well. So we had the big moments, which are pretty big. And then we really stripped it back and went for the small moments. And also within songs, you know, we left instrumental breaks. For the, I mean, we end the album on an instrumental break, which is a freeing thing for us because we've always been quite a lyrical band, quite a singy band. And, uh, kind of just like leaving a bit of space has really helped. And we noticed playing live, sometimes you just need a bit of a break. <laughs> well, you yeah. need to give the audience a bit of a break. And, um, and so we intentionally put those bits in songs. I'm really pleased that Lover of the Light is on the record. Mm. Because obviously seeing you live in the interim period, you would always go and do the drums. And, mm. you know, that was kind of like the exciting moment when there was new material. Oh yeah, my God, yeah. They've actually got new material. Yeah, yeah. Um, what, other, what other standout tracks are the fans going to be like, this is the next kind of, you know, the anthem for the group? I mean, I think we've all got favourites, haven't we? I, I just can't wait for people to hear Hopeless Wanderer, hmm. especially live. I think Reminder's a really fun song as well, because it's very simple. It's just a straight up story and a song without any frills at all. So those two, you know, they're, they're probably the furthest apart in style mm. on the record. But yes, yeah, songs like Lover of the Light, Whispers in the Dark, we've been playing pretty much. I mean, we played Whispers in the, in the Dark um, at the album launch for Sun and More. You're <laughs> you joking? Know? Yeah, no, Amazing. we did. So some of, a couple of those songs have been around for a long time. Some of the stuff is, you know, because obviously your, your first record, you have a bit, well, there's, there's less um, time pressure on it because you've got, you're not really thinking about a record when you start writing songs and then you've got your whole back catalogue to work with. But then this one, 
we still felt like there was a bit of unfinished business with some of the writing and even some songs that didn't make it on sign no more we talked about you know recording for this this album which we didn't in the end but you know it was kind of a, an interesting interesting process we were still writing new songs throughout the recording process as well mm. um songs like holland road didn't appear till till this year 2012 yeah. so yeah, we're excited for people to hear the new ones, I think. The so there's stuff ones. left for album number three already. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. <laughs> the record company are like, yes, <laughs> you can get a deluxe version out by Christmas. It'll be incredible, right? Thank you very much, guys, for chatting. When do you go back on tour in the UK? Have we got dates coming soon? As soon as we can. Yeah. There's certainly, um, there's certainly plans afoot. Amazing. Yeah. Guys, thank you very much. Yeah. Can you introduce Lover of the Light? Absolutely. This is this is a song from our album Babel. It's called Lover of the Light. Tonight, Ellie Golding. In demand. This is in demand. I'm Alex James, and Ellie Golding is back on the show tonight. Yes, Hello. let's all applaud. Yeah, I must. I've got make up for the fact that no one else clapped. So no, we all did. Yeah. Um, it's good to see you again. Oh. So where do we start? What's been going on? So many things to talk about. Yeah. Um, I've got a list of three things I'd like to touch on. Okay. Before we talk about the new album, supporting Katy Perry. Yep. Oh. Um. Yeah, that was great. That did was she? Fun make contact with your people and that's how that happened I've, I've known she's been a fan for a long time because she tweeted about me years ago but um under the sheet she tweeted about and um and uh she yeah I guess she's always been a fan and then my actually my friend Jessie Jessie J yeah Jessie um had a really bad foot so she couldn't do it so I filled in for her basically excellent good times uh did you get to hang out with Katie yeah I imagine yeah, you two probably out. had quite a good laugh together she's so funny we've hung out actually before as well before that tour um and uh she's she's really she's really great she's just a really hard working genuine funny person she sort of doesn't take it seriously but also does because she works so hard yeah she yeah. does have that kind of rainbow view on life regardless yeah. of kind of what's happening yeah she? it's great um performing at the white house yeah once again did they phone you or because I, I, I suppose know. you can't phone the white house and go no. i'd like to do a gig on your lawn yeah i don't know how that happened but I think they just needed a singer and I was available, so I don't know. I, I Yeah, I think they just wanted me to go and sing. They'd heard me. and Yeah, yeah. and the Royals as well. Yeah. Yeah, that was very Because that was kept very quiet, wasn't it? And rightly so, as it should be. But there were rumours about who they were going to ask. because I didn't ask. tell anyone. Um, and every time, every time someone went, oh, it's so-and-so playing, I'd go, like... Really want to tell someone, but I didn't even tell. I didn't tell anyone at all. I mean, my manager obviously, but he's not my best friend in the world, so I trusted him. Um, but yeah, it was really difficult not telling anyone. Honestly, I knew for like three or four months. That must have been the most incredible <laughs> thing, but nerve wracking at the same time. Yeah, it was really ner nerve wracking. Um, I was nervous for the first song, and then I got into it, and it was great. I had a great night. In fact, one of the best nights of my whole life. That's good. Yeah, as it should be. Yeah. Anything with the Royals, I imagine, is quite a good knees up. Pretty awesome, yeah. So we're on to the second album. Is it true you've described it as a breakup record? It it did, unfortunately, um, lowering the tone. Um, it did end up being a bit of a breakup record, yeah. Because that's quite a brave thing to say, because people will then inevitably, as I have done, ask you about that. But yeah. also... But I mean, I'm only telling the truth. I hate I hate the thought of people not knowing... Um, everything like I don't want there to be any grey areas about what about what I do. So I like to be honest. I think it's important. So tell us about the new single. Anything could happen. What's that one about? Um, anything can happen. Actually, is about freedom and it's about um, kind of fate and I suppose it's self-explanatory really. But yeah, um, I, I, I say um, 
I'll give you everything you need, but I don't, I don't need you. It's just kind of like a statement of like, of, uh, of being free and, and, and not being held down by anything or anyone. So yeah, I like that song. I like it. I'm a fan of it. You? you like it? Yeah. Cool. I really like it. Yeah. Cool. And we're going to play it now after you've introduced Yay. it. Uh, I'm Ellie Golding and this is my new song, Anything Could Happen. Tonight, Ellie Golding. In demand. This is in demand tonight with Ellie Golding still on the show. Um, so let's talk about the rest of the album and where where you recorded most of it. Was it here in the UK? Yep, I recorded pretty much all of it in the UK. Um, in uh, out in the countryside. And was that a conscious decision to go? I'm going to hold myself away. I like this place. I like these people I'm working with. So let's just. I I basically just worked with one person. Um, I've got these two guys called Monster who produced the track, who are awesome. They're going to be like. I think they're going to be... Excuse me, I've got some air. That's fine. That going to be an awful photo. Um, yeah, we'll delete and, that one, it's fine. Yeah, and um, I, I basically ended up working with Jim Elliott the whole time. Yeah. Um, out in the country in a converted uh, barn um, on the top of a, of a valley in Hay-on-Wye. So it's nice that I got to do it near, near uh, my own home. Well, my old home. Yeah. Yeah. I think that added something special to it, you know. Any collaborations on there? Most of it is top secret for the time being, but any collaborations that might appear on the album? No. No? It's all Ellie. Yep. Pure Ellie. I think it should be. I think, yeah. I think I didn't want to come back with an album and just it all be collaborations, but I think collaborating is one of the most important things that an artist can do at the same time. So I have done collaborations, they're just not on my record. Because I, I felt like I owed it to my fans to just give them me seeing as it's been so long, you know? Because there was a record that we've already been able to access with Tiny... Yeah, we, me and Tony have done more stuff. We, we did a song recently called Hanging On. It's a cover of an Active Child song. We gave that out for free, so yeah. aren't we generous? <laughs> yes. Um, and then uh, I've, I've worked with him on other stuff. I've worked with Calvin Harris, DJ Fresh, and various other people that I really, really love. So I'm quite lucky to get to work with some cool people. The yeah. state of stuff for girls at the moment has never been stronger, has it? No. In the industry? It's pretty good. It's pretty good, yeah. I, I'm, I, I think, I mean... Adele, people often ask me, do do I think Adele paved the way for British artists? And yes, she did. Um, she she I think she she definitely paved the way for myself and and um, I think Retour is doing quite well over there and Jesse and yeah, it's just I think there's just good music as not just like female singers, but there's just some good tunes about. It's frightening to think that actually in a couple of months' time, three months' time, we'll be looking towards 2013. Yep. Who would your money be on if you ha- if you had total control to choose the Brits critics choice at this point who would you choose for next year um to oh take the baton goodness. from Emily see the person I'd want it to be is Alt J I mean the band Alt J because I think they're absolutely amazing um, is it time a boy had it oh definitely definitely yeah there been too many girls Ellie, it's been a pleasure seeing you. Yeah, you I too. think your hair looks great, by oh, the thanks. way. Big fan of that. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, good luck with the record. Thank you. Ellie, thank you. He's the biggest selling single artist in the UK this year. Yeah. And he's here. Don't move, because this is your boy, Flo Rider. Tonight, Flo Rider speaks to Alex James. I'm on In Demand tonight from 7pm. This is In Demand tonight with Flo Rider. Right, where do we start? It's been so long since you've been on the show. Um, so I'm going to congratulate you to start with on the success of Whistle. Yes, yes, man. Thank you very much. And I definitely want to thank 
all the fans for all the love and support, man. It's just amazing to go on the social sites and see that it's so many Florida fans and they love my records. I find myself singing them too. Do you, well, I should hope so. Primarily yes. when you're on stage, maybe. Can you blow my whistle, baby? <laughs> whistle. See, I'm about to sing it right now. Look. Take it away. What about Wild Ones as well? Congratulations on that as well. Oh, man. Hey, I heard you were a wild one. Who yeah. knew you could reach those high notes? How do you do it? Oh, man, you know when the money is high, you can hit any note. <laughs> you can get to any point you need to when the money's good. Um, I've listened to the album. You've got quite a few samples on there. And the one that you've used on I Cry is another classic. Brenda which, Russell. Yeah, it goes way back. So where did that come from? I mean, you know, growing up in my household, seven sisters, I mean, you know, they're definitely, you know, at least a decade older than me. And, you know, they play different records. And, you know, me being in the industry, you know, whatever you love, you post to study. And at this point, if I never heard the records, I would have heard them because I really study, you know, as far as me being in here, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's not hard to study when you're getting paid as much money as I am. <laughs> um, you got seven sisters? Yes. Wow. That must have, have you got any brothers? No brothers. That must have been a nightmare for you growing up. <laughs> Only brothers I got is watching Big Brother. <laughs> uh, did they bully you, or were you kind of uh, integrated into the group of girls? And they, nah, they never bullied me at all. <laughs> nah. Now they're dead proud of their Big Brother. Very, very proud. Do they come and see you perform live? Yes, they come and see me perform live, and then they take off my Santa Claus hat and they say, "Put the gifts in." <laughs> I bet Christmas around Flow Riders is the best time ever. Oh, we already started, man. I started early, man. You know, I got like like almost thirty nieces and nephews. So, oh my I mean, um, I, I, you know, when I go to the stores, almost like you know, the store has to uh, re up. You know, <laughs> I, I I try to dream and imagine, you know, me being a kid. So I like to do my do the shopping. I don't really, you know, give them the money to go shopping. I like to go buy the toys for my nieces and nephews. It's Aww. always interesting for the times that I didn't get a chance to buy anything. So, I mean, I wouldn't give them something I wouldn't want. So they had the best. Well, this is a bit like paying it forward because actually people might not realise that, that you had a bit of a difficult childhood, didn't you? Where the area that you grew up in wasn't the best place to be. Oh, not at all. You might walk outside eating a sandwich and next thing you know, the police is pointing a gun at you by mistake thinking you wanted uh, thugs and, uh, you know, gunshots, SWAT team all over the roof. And um, it was just crazy. I mean, you had this, you know, really um, section off where you was going to go today and, you know, let your mom know where you're going because... You really needed, you know, someone watching over you. So how do you kind of, as as a youngster being in that kind of environment, what point do you go, do you know what, I'm not going to be involved in sort of the dark side of it all. I want to be a musician. Did your mum kind of give you the confidence to do that? Man, it was that belt, you know. You didn't want no repercussions of that belt. You know, getting spanked by your mom. I don't know how everybody else's mom spanked, but my mom spanked pretty good, so that kept me in line. So what was the kind of... What, was there any kind of moment where you saw something happen that made you just think, I don't want to be part of this? I mean, just early on, man. You do something wrong, mom, don't play. Yeah. You know, um, and I believe in karma, so I didn't want anything coming back on me. I think a lot of my boys, they respected me for the fact that, you know, um, it wasn't like behind their back I did devious things in their face, behind their back, always tried to be the best um, guy I could be, you know. It's incredible. And now you've sold 60 million singles around the world. Brilliant. I think it's, what, 65 or 60, yeah, 65 well, I will You have to say all the numbers because, yeah. you know, if you don't say all the numbers, you're missing the fans, and exactly. we love the fans. 
I'm making a, a note right here. 65 million, just for future reference. Yeah, um, it's probably, we sold some today, so add those. Well, that's 65 and two. <laughs> and I'll, yeah. da- I'll download it after we've chatted, and that's 65 and three. Um, okay. <laughs> dude, introduce your brand new single for us now. You know what it is? It's your man, Florida, in the building. And here's the record you guys are going to make, number one, I Cry. The In Demand Podcast. This is In Demand tonight with Flowrider on the show. Um, and you've worked recently with Ollie Murs, haven't you? You're going to be on Ollie's brand new song. Yeah, man. As soon as I get home, we're going to shoot the video. So I'm very excited about that. Um, that's called, is it, it's called Troublemaker, isn't it? Y- yes, yes. Have you met Ollie yet? Didn't get a chance to meet him, but, you know, um, everyone keeps telling me how big of a superstar he is. So I did my homework and um, just the record alone. You know, I remember the first time... Um, I received the the Starstruck record from Lady Gaga. I never met her, but, you know, I'm a big fan of, you know, I could tell if someone's passionate, you know, just from their vocal range and, you know, the fact that big-name people will vouch for them. So, I mean, I'm excited about, you know, what this record's going to do because I believe it was hit before I got on it. And the fact that I'm on it and my fans love me, it's going to be trouble. So you might see us performing at the next award show. Well, I'd like to see you do it on The X Factor maybe or something like that because Ollie it's is, all of course, good. Yeah, from that I'm X Factor background. So that's good. Yes. All right, I've got a test for you here. Now, this is... I think you're going to enjoy this. Um, I've been got out of school. I don't like tests. Uh, well, this is kind of... It's more of a, it's more of a game, if you like. Okay. Let's not call it a test. Um, it's a showbiz game. Uh, which has been taken by the likes of Usher, B.O.B. and Trey Songs. Um, so uh, people in the same kind of game and, you know, the same level of success. Um, and it's basically you're going to score points according to how showbiz your answer is to each of the questions I've got here. Are you ready? <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Let's see if you can beat Usher on this, Flo Rider. Um, who is the most famous person you've got stored in your mobile phone slash cell phone? 50 Cent. That's pretty cool. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you bonus points for that because that's pretty good. Uh, what's the best private gig you've ever performed at, and who was it for? I forgot who it was, but I mean, this was over the top. I performed on like a seven-story yacht for only five girls. Wow. I got there, and it, we performed for like eight hours. The other band was there, and they didn't want to even see them. And I'm just like, wow, this is amazing. Like we come all the way across to. Uh, I think we was in. Um, well, it was somewhere in France. Okay. And uh, it was just amazing. I thought I was performing for a group of people for the fact how much money I was getting. It was only five people. It was crazy. <laughs> Tons of food, like if it was a Thanksgiving dinner. It was wow. crazy. Uh, more showbiz points. If you can tell me, what did you have for dinner last night? Well, I had for dinner, oh, man, fried lobster. It was amazing. <laughs> but then I had to wake up and hit the gym. But fried lobster is over the top. Um, how many bathrooms have you got in your house? Let me see. Uh, you know, it's a, it's, it's a lot when you can't count. Yeah. Which house? <laughs> <laughs> the biggest house. No, nah, man. Uh, at least, uh, let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. At least 10. That's amazing. That's so good. Is one of those toilets gold? It has some gold fixtures on it. Nice. I love that. Uh, what car are you driving at the moment? Because we know you like your cars. Man, name a car. I probably got it. <laughs> I think every car you name, I got it. Really? The oh. ones you might name. <laughs> Aston Martin? Bugatti. Tyo Cruz would be well jealous of that. He loves mm-hmm. that. Uh, when was the last time? This is your final one. Uh, when was the last time you said, don't you know who I am? I don't say that. Good. <laughs> that's all, I always like that answer at the end, and everyone always goes, I've never said that, and you're keeping mm-hmm. it real, and that's I what it's all about. It. Flow Rider, long may you reign, sir, and thanks very much for chatting tonight. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. The podcast. Don't forget, the In Demand podcast will update on Friday night.
Make sure you subscribed and you'll get the best of the guests every weekend.